0: Hello, and welcome to the Barely Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Brian The Boom, joined as always by Andrew, the Diabetic Dynamo himself. Hello. And Brendan, the Producer Pika. Hey, yo. <laughs> welcome in for our top 10 wide receivers recap of the 2020 season. We're going to break down the top 10 performers at the wide receiver position and give you our two cents with their performance. And our expectations for them moving forward. Uh, This is our first podcast since the Super Bowl. Uh, Congrats to Tom Brady for doing it once again, the Mm -hmm. ageless wonder. Andrew was wrong in his final game predictor, Uh, and really a fitting end to just a disappointing season. The
1: season, yeah. (laughs) Uh, On that note, we'll just summed it up perfectly.
0: I like it. Uh, We can just jump right into the top ten wide receivers. Uh, Andrew, should we start from 10 or start from one? Yes.
1: Oh, man. Uh, It's up to you. You know, let's start at a 10. Start at 10. Let's let's go reverse from our quarterback episode. Let's get a little weird.
0: Uh, At number 10, we have one of two Vikings players, a rare occurrence in any fantasy football rankings Mm -hmm. (laughs) of any kind. Uh, We have Adam Thielen breaking in at the number 10 spot. 74 receptions for 925 yards and 14 touchdowns. Yeah, that's a huge number for Adam Thielen. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily say the yeah. 14 touchdowns is repeatable, especially because Justin Jefferson proved he is a force to be reckoned with. So I think Adam Thielen, you know, awesome, awesome year. This Vikings team, you know, even though they didn't do all that much in the regular season, their wide receivers they got work. Uh, They got the targets, and they made the most of them. With Stephon Diggs leaving, it was kind of a huge question mark what the Vikings were going to do. But Kirk Cousins, I mean, we've been saying it for years, he's a very competent quarterback, doesn't get a lot of love, and probably shouldn't get too much love, but he can get it done. He's an above-average quarterback, and he did enough to feed Adam Thielen and Justin Justin Jefferson, both his top 10 wide receivers.
1: Yeah, uh one thing I've noticed this year with Adam Thielen compared to last year, is Thielen has definitely become more touchdown dependent when it comes to fantasy. Hmm. Uh the yards are were slowly and slowly looking more towards Justin Jefferson over Adam Thielen. Uh so that is something that I think we we might be expecting next season is is more touchdown uh a more touchdown dependent role for Thielen while all the yards go to Jefferson. So Thielen uh only got 925 yards this season, but 14 touchdowns, which is the third most of this season out of any wide receiver.
0: Yeah, and the older he gets, I mean, let's keep in mind he's he's no spring chicken at this point. Um so I mm-hmm. think he will start becoming more of a touchdown dependent player. Um but which is okay. I mean Justin Jefferson's emerging yeah. and he's he's a clear wide receiver one in development. So Adam Thielen I think will will uh go off into the distance very gracefully similar to a younger Larry Fitzgerald. So Thielen, I would have him as a top 20 receiver next season. I do expect touchdown regression. Um, Similar yardage, I'd say cut the touchdowns in half, and I think that's what you can expect from Adam Thielen in 2021. At number nine, we have Tyler Lockett. Uh, Andrew, you predicted before the season, the Seahawks would have two top 10 receivers, and you were absolutely right. Yes, um, this was that a right as an owner of both Metcalf and Lockett. <laughs> uh, it was a bizarre season, a lot of mixed feelings. Tyler Lockett had 100 yeah. receptions for just over a thousand yards, 10 touchdowns. It was a roller coaster a la Amari Cooper. Um, Tyler Lockett went absolutely nuclear a couple games. I mean, just absolutely scorched the earth. Uh, and absolutely disappeared other games. So, you know, when you look at it season-wide, he looks like a really legit player. Uh, Man, top 10 looks great. Mm -hmm. He sucked to own. Uh, Truly, he had all this production in three or four games, and and he really ruined your team the other games. So this is coming from a locket owner. Man, I I wish I would have traded him earlier. Uh, The Seahawks team in the first half of the year looked unstoppable. But man, they fell apart. Uh, Lockett lost a lot of work to Metcalf. And this wasn't so much a dynamic duo once this team started uh, struggling in the passing game. So Lockett, well-deserved. He had huge, huge explosive games. Really, he is still a dynamic playmaker. Um, But I'm not drafting him
1: anywhere near my top 10 going into next season. I agree. Like you said, the inconsistency is too big of a risk. Uh, just an example of this inconsistency. Tyler Lockett, ten out of the sixteen games that he's played this season, he's only he scored less than ten points in that game. So he, there was only six games where he scored over ten points. And you know, you look at like week seven, he scored forty-six points with three TDs and two hundred yards. That's his upside, but his downside is two receptions yeah. for twenty yards. So. The inconsistency is is not; it's not good. It doesn't make me comfortable for him to be in a number one position for me.
0: Yeah, and that kind of—I mean—it really depends on how you feel about fantasy football. Uh, If you are okay with those roller coasters, it felt pretty damn good having that three touchdown week. um, But it also hurt having multiple games of pretty much zero fantasy football points. So, Tyler Lockett is a enigma and not for the faint of heart. At number eight, we have A.J. Brown, Mm. the second-year player out of Tennessee. 70 receptions for over 1,000 yards and 11 touchdowns. This is a player that I wasn't as high on going into the season. Uh, Phenomenal athlete. I just wasn't a huge believer in this offense as a whole. Uh, But A.J. Brown really turned it on, uh, and he really proved he is a beast. Uh, after the season, he uh, admitted he had a pretty severe injury. Uh, I, I think he said it happened week one. Yep. Um, so he played the entire season at less than 100%. Mm-hmm. And he looked great. Uh, Ryan Tannehill was able to give him the opportunities. And he is, uh, you know, I think he's one of the best in the NFL at uh, run after the catch. Once he has a ball in his hand, an open field, he is a nightmare to bring down. And he showed it against really good defenses. So, A.J. Brown, I think they are going to do what they can to manufacture uh, catches for him in the open field, and he makes the most of it. I don't see any reason why he should slow down, and I think he's going to be a top-ten receiver for the next five or six years.
1: Absolutely. 100% agree. Just a little more information on that injury. Uh, like you said, got injured week one. When uh, A.J. Brown explained the severity of the injury to the team's medical staff, the Tennessee Titans medical staff. Uh They suggested in week two, sitting him out for the rest of the year, sitting him out for the rest of the season, but he played through those injuries, finished top 10, uh, and now just recently, a little less than a month ago, underwent the surgery on both of his knees, so he should be uh, good to go by next season. So shouldn't be any worries there. Top 10, very likely.
0: Yeah, I like it. At number seven overall, we have DeAndre Hopkins, 115 receptions for 1,400 receiving yards and six touchdowns. Uh, D Hop does Mm -hmm. what D Hop do. Um, Phenomenal receiver in an offense that really did showcase him. I mean, I think the only thing he kind of let people down on is is touchdowns. I mean, Adam Thielen had 14, (laughs) and DeAndre Hopkins had six. I think part of that is having such a good rushing quarterback uh kyler murray you know he he can run it in you know when defenses are keyed in on deandre hopkins murray can run around a little bit uh, in this offense you know this care this uh cardinals offense struggled struggled a little bit more than i expected um i think deandre hopkins is a lock for a top five receiver i'm going right back to this well next season and i think i think this is his floor honestly I think this is the worst you can expect from DeAndre Hopkins yeah. in this offense. So, with that being said, I think his ceiling is number one. You know he had he had more receiving yards than Devontae Adams. The biggest difference is touchdowns. Yeah. So actually, Andrew, than mm-hmm. these stats you pulled together here, both DeAndre, both Devontae Adams and DeAndre Hopkins had 115 receptions. Uh, they are target yeah. machines, PPR especially. DeAndre Hawkins, I think, is a legit argument for number one overall. And if this offense can take a step forward, uh, I'm expecting, I'm assuming you're expecting there to be some touchdown regression towards the positive, so more touchdowns next season. Even if yep. he has, you know, three more, that's a huge difference and enough to push him way up the ranks.
1: I'm all in a D hop. I think that would put him that would put him fourth if I can do my math correctly, which at the beginning of the season, we ranked him five, so I agree. All in on D-Hop. D-hop. Um, touchdown is the biggest worries. He had the same amount of touchdowns as Greg Ward this season. Same amount of touchdowns <laughs> as MVS. That's Yuck. that's not great. David Moore is up there with six. Uh, Tim Patrick, so he's, uh, he's really the next Julio Jones. Hopefully, he can uh, you know won't <laughs> fall into that Julio <laughs> Jones trap and score some touchdowns next season, but yeah, like you said, sky's the limit. Uh, He's definitely top five for me heading into next season, so spoiler on that, but love him.
0: I, yeah, no, I like him. I like him a lot. I think he has one of the safest floors in football. Mm-hmm. Uh, number six, somebody who doesn't have a safe floor, is Ooh. DK Metcalf. Um, Man, awesome, awesome rookie last season who, uh, I guess, 2019, when I say last season, I forget that the most recent Mm -hmm. season just completed, Uh, but he was a sophomore in the league this past year, and he really built off his strong rookie season and dominated. He is a man amongst boys. He's just a physical specimen. There was a lot of discussion when he came into the league, if he can be a route runner, if he can be a little more polished of a receiver. In his rookie season, he proved he didn't Mm -hmm. need that. Just get the ball in his hands, and he will crush people in his way, which he did very, very well. Uh, But this season, we saw a lot more refined route running, uh, and just a better NFL player altogether. Yes, he's a physical freak, um, but also he can do the more nuanced pieces of of football, of route running. So especially paired up with Tyler Lockett, it was tough for defenses to defend these two. Uh, DK Metcalf had 83 receptions for 1,300 yards and 10 touchdowns. It, this was messy. Um, you know, with this Metcalf-Lockett duo, it really was, for the first chunk of the season, every other. You know, When Metcalf went off, that's when Lockett disappeared. Mm-hmm. When Lockett blew up, that's when Metcalf disappeared. So that was a fine roller coaster for a while. Uh, but then about half, about three-fourths of the way into the season, I'd say, uh, the Seattle offense just collapsed and both of these receivers. You, you just really couldn't trust. But you kept them in your lineup because you saw what they can mm-hmm. do. So this Seattle offense scares me. Uh, both of these guys, both Metcalf and Lockett, at the end of the season, they both look great. But owning them is is a tough experience. Yeah. <laughs> you experience the highs and the lows. I think Metcalf only improves. I think he is much more of a... A boom type player uh, than the norm for fantasy football. But with his skill set, his offense, okay. I love Metcalf and, and I think he's just going to continue to improve. Um, I, I do think I will have him ranked outside of my top six next season, um, but he's right there and he can absolutely okay. finish there. That yeah. would not be a surprise. Um, but, you know, for example, you know, I'll be drafting DeAndre Hopkins and AJ Brown ahead of DK Metcalf next season
1: ahead of DK. Okay, AJ Brown is questionable for me, but mm-hmm. I've been spoiled by Metcalf this season. I remember the highs way more than the lows, so <laughs> uh, DeAndre Hopkins totally makes sense. Uh yeah, it, what I when I see DK, um I compare him to Tyler Lockett, you know, it's that one 1A one 1B one situation. Uh and I just like the efficiency of DK Metcalf over Tyler Lockett. 17 less receptions but almost 300 more yards out of DK. Uh really yeah. like that. There is rumors circling around Seattle that Russell Wilson wants out and he was frustrated with the offense. I understand the frustration. I don't see Russell Wilson going anywhere. Um but yeah, I, I would say the the reasoning behind if I had to guess, the reasoning behind Seattle's downfall is the the balanced offense. They don't have one. I know Chris Carson, it looks like, um, will not be re signing for the Seattle Seahawks. So we'll see what's going on there. But you know, top top 10 is uh, definitely not a question for DK. I would place him in the lower half, like you said, maybe around 7 or 8. Um, but yeah, still still top 10, still a beast, and very excited for him next season.
0: Yeah, he is a big play guy like none other in the NFL. Um, I will say, if I had to pick between who to try to tackle, between Metcalf and Brown, I would much rather less tackle <laughs> Metcalf. The guy is a freight yeah, train. He's
1: he scares me he scares me there's not many people that scare me more than dk if i'm a defender i put derrick henry first yeah then probably dk
0: man yeah, yeah. can you imagine if both those guys active, on the same team
1: oh, um no. yeah oh, i know I, no.
0: andrew that's very funny i'm
1: just trying to picture you attempting to tackle dk Metcalf. i mean we i think we talked about this before we tried to predict how far like Derrick Henry could throw me because he stiff armed, he, he stiff armed Josh Norman for like four or five yards, so he could yep. throw me ten easy. Like it's good. I, it's a fun thought.
0: Yeah, that, that is a fun thought. Sometimes when I'm trying to fall asleep at night, I I fall asleep to that just, image. You're just getting you count by Derrick Henry.
1: You count count me over the uh, <laughs> over the yard line, jumping over the yard line. Oh,
0: at number five, I think the biggest surprise of the season at least for myself justin jefferson rookie sensation from the minnesota vikings 88 receptions for 1400 yards even and seven touchdowns man it you know the vikings had a really legitimate duo of wide receivers this season and justin jefferson after a really gross um I don't want to say incompetent, but there's a pretty rough wide receiver string before Justin Jefferson. I'm talking Cordero Patterson. Yeah. I'm talking Laquan Treadwell. It was pretty gross, but Justin Jefferson looked phenomenal. Um and he didn't just look like a good athlete. You know, that's it's I'm not gonna say it's easy, but you know, sometimes these rookie receivers look great because they're athletic I mean DK Metcalf, athletic freak.
1: Physically Justin Jefferson,
0: Jefferson not yeah. only physically gifted, but a very talented receiver. Uh, he really looks mature for his years. Yes. I think there is nothing but gravy mm-hmm. for the next next decade with this guy. <laughs> he looks great. Uh, and really the, the only blemish is the team he's on. You know, this is, a, this is Dalvin Cook's team, um, and it's Kirk Cousins. And I don't see Mike Zimmer suddenly going into a high-flying offense. Um, big knock against him. Seven touchdowns. That's wonderful. Adam Thielen gobbled up those touchdown targets. So as Justin Jefferson matures, I would expect him to be more of a target in the red zone. As, as Thielen rides off into mm-hmm. the sunset, Justin Jefferson will continue to grow. Um, I do have some pretty big question marks yep. what this offense will look like after the Kirk Cousins era. Uh, but for 2020 and 2021, uh, Justin Jefferson, I I don't think I'll have him in my top 10, you know, just right off the bat. He's close. And I think he had a legit case to be Ooh, okay. rookie of the year. Yeah. Um, but he's, I don't think he's a top 10 for me. There's still a lot of question marks for me more because of this offense than him specifically. That's, fair. That's fair. But yeah, I'm really yeah. looking forward to seeing what you think as a Vikings fan, uh, and what he can do this upcoming season.
1: Yeah, it, it, it's tough uh, thinking about next season if I'm going to place him in the top ten because you got to think of the competition. Like for example, Michael Thomas—he was out almost yeah. every game last season. That's a top ten receiver. Uh, you got players like Julio uh, like Jones, DJ Moore. You know, that's that here's a Julio legit Jones. question.
0: Yeah, you're you're looking at uh, your draft board. You can take Julio or Justin mm-hmm. Jefferson. I know it was a rough year for Julio, yeah. but Oh, you see him on the draft board. But you get he's excited, him,
1: you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a close comparison. I would go Jefferson, um just to to answer that question, but it's it's a close one. So, yeah, Jefferson, I when we first drafted him, when the Vikings first drafted him, I f- did not have faith in him. I said, "All right, here's another Lecon Treadwell. It's going <laughs> to be another rough year for the Vikings offense." Uh, but wow. Uh, that's just the pessimistic uh, side of me, and you know, it's uh, it, it was fair for me to think that way. But thoroughly impressed with Jefferson, his route running is very good, um, and he's just yeah, he just makes some some smart and talented plays. So very excited for him moving forward. Like I said, the uh, or like you said, sorry, uh, the only thing that brings him down is his offense. It's a run first, and with her cousins, you know, behind the line, I don't know. I don't know it's it's capped a little bit. So we'll see I he will probably squeeze into my top 10 if I had to make a prediction right now. But uh we'll see later later this year.
0: Yeah, I like that. Uh number 4 we have Calvin Ridley. Uh as we start getting uh in the top near the top end of the top 10, it'll get a little easier as far as analyzing mm-hmm. players. Um Stefan Diggs <laughs> not Not skipping over him entirely. (laughs) Calvin Ridley at number four, 90 receptions for about 1,400 yards and nine touchdowns. Uh, Mm -hmm. He really stepped up. Uh, He did take the alpha role in this Falcons offense. Uh, Julio was dealing with some nagging injuries this season. When he was on the field, he still looked great. Uh, But I think the baton has officially been passed. Julio Jones is still a beast. He makes those huge plays. But he just he just can't take the beating that he used to. I think Calvin Ridley is going to be mm-hmm. that that one A, um, and he showed it. Um, got the yardage, got the touchdowns, and he's he's young and healthy. So this offense is really in a state yeah. of flux. Matt Ryan, I think, has proven he's not. Um, I don't want to say a league winner. You know he's uh. he's, he's Jared Goffy. I think is a, a polite way of putting it. So yeah. I am curious what their what their identity is going to be moving forward. Um, Calvin Ridley, I think, is a legit top twelve wide receiver in the NFL, talent wise and production wise. Yep. So, you know, mm-hmm. I, I mean, just looking at the top ten. I mean, I would rather have AJ Brown, DeAndre Hopkins. Would you rather have DK Metcalf or Calvin Ridley?
1: Uh, I would rather have at the moment. I would rather have DK. Yeah, I, it, I interesting. F- would feel more comfortable in that offense. You yeah, know, I see I'm what you mean. i very worried about the Falcons' offense.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, and that's a legitimate... Me. It absolutely me. <laughs> yeah, and that's something I have to think about. Um, there's a lot of question marks, but Calvin Ridley himself is a phenomenal player who definitely deserves his top five mm-hmm. finish of 2020. Uh, next up, we have Stefan Diggs. Uh, I think one of the more fascinating players Uh, that we experienced this past year. 127 receptions for 1,535 yards, eight touchdowns, led the league in receptions, receiving yards, and targets. With Minnesota, he was never really the bona fide number one. Um, And I I don't know Mm -hmm. what it was. People just didn't seem to like him all that much. Didn't think he was capable of that role. Uh, and he proved everybody wrong. He immediately became Josh Allen's BFF. And I think it's fair to say they set the league on fire this year. Stefan Diggs, huge question mark, delivered in a major, major way. Blew away my wildest expectations of what he could do. But when he was the focal point, Absolutely. he delivered yep. in a huge, huge way. Both volume and his big playability. He is a very good route runner. Um And it was nice to see him shine. Mm -hmm. So i still not a huge fan of him as a player, as a person, but as a fantasy football asset. I mean, there's nothing not to like. He's heavily involved, has a, I think more importantly, has an ascending quarterback uh, tied with him. You know, they're going to be together for a while. And Josh Allen's he's proven to be a beast, as we talked about in our quarterback recap episode. So I think that immediately makes him a top Mm -hmm. five receiver no matter what. Even if he was less talented, perfect offense, great quarterback. Stephon Diggs, you know, he's top five moving forward for sure.
1: Top five potential first rounder in the uh, next yeah. year's fantasy draft. So, yeah, and and, in uh, PPR, yeah I definitely. I mean, I, I can definitely that's that. that's tough oh, to speech. fight. <laughs> oh, real, real quick, real quick. Some fun, some fun stats about Stefan Diggs. Out of, he played all 16 games. How many of those games did he score under 10 fantasy points? I would say, I'd say zero. Yeah, two. Very two seven. Yeah, there's two weeks where he's scored seven points. Jeez, man. Yeah, and then he's had. Yeah, he's ridiculous. If that's his his floor, if his floor is a touchdown, that's amazing. Right. Very. Yeah. No. I would say I would be a top three for me.
0: And I think he can only get better, um, truly. I Nothing but uh, appreciation for what he did with Josh Allen this year. Number two, we have yeah. Tyreek Hill. He was our consensus third before the season. 87 receptions for uh, just about 1,300 yards and 15 touchdowns through the air. 123 rushing yards and two touchdowns Ooh. on the ground. He's a bad, bad man. I mean, that's truly what it is. He is fast. He is a good Mm -hmm. enough route runner to burn people. And defenses have to key into somebody. Uh, And even when you cover this guy, he he can blow right past you. So, you know, I wouldn't say, you know, in a way where Derrick Henry is just a monster. um, Tyreek Hill is as scary as Henry is as a physical tank. Tyreek Hill's speed makes him equally scary. <laughs> um, you know, we saw him get shut down in the Super Bowl. Uh, so we we do see, you know, his downside. But, you know, I think Tyreek Hill is just elite. Uh, I think he is a well-deserved second spot overall. He's just a monster. He's done it year in, year mm-hmm. out. Um, we've seen him do it with, you know, runarounds. He does it on the ground. He is so involved in this offense. Uh, this is still a great offense. I trust Andy Reid to feature him. And with this offense, with his quarterback, similar to Stefan Diggs, Terry Kill, his value is inherently strong because he is there with Patrick Mahomes. He has those win it for you weeks yeah. uh, like he did against the Buccaneers <laughs> uh, earlier in the season. Um, and he has a really safe floor. You know, he's involved enough where you're very rarely going to get burned. So I love Tyreek Hill. I think he's a phenomenal fantasy football asset in real life up for debate, mm-hmm. but fancy football. Tyreek Hill is a solid, solid elite wide receiver.
1: Yeah. I, I like the efficiency out of him the, the most, uh, only 87 receptions, but almost 1300 receiving yards. That is a, that is, that's just awesome. That is exactly what you want out of a receiver. So, yeah, I mean, he, he's going to be on this top ten list for years to come. So,
0: yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see once his speed starts to deteriorate, uh, what that'll do mm. to his fantasy ability. But we are nowhere near be. that right now. And bringing us to the mm. number one spot is a man close to my heart, Devonte Adams. Ooh. Oh, just a phenomenal, phenomenal player <laughs> in a perfect situation. Aaron Rodgers loves the guy. I'm old enough to remember when Packer fans wanted DeVonte Adams off the team because he was nefarious for dropping passes. Feels like forever ago he was Derek Carr's target in college. Mm-hmm. Um, Devontae Adams 115 yards, 115 receptions for 1374 yards, 18 touchdowns, led the league in touchdowns, a huge part to Aaron Rodgers' MVP season. Uh as much as I want to revel in the miracle that the season was, I do think there'll be some regression, I guess, obviously, um, you know, if you do follow fantasy football, Mm -hmm. it is rare that touchdowns can be replicated at the pace that these were at this past season. You know, for example, um, DK Metcalf is known for being a touchdown beast. He had a little more than half, (laughs) uh, what Devontae Adams had. Um, I just, I don't think Rodgers will replicate his MVP season. He'll still be great. Uh, don't get me wrong. Um, but it's not going to be as huge of a lead as he had this season. So, Devontae Adams, amazing year, heavily mm-hmm. involved. He is the focal point. I do think the Packers st- not struggle, uh, but Rodgers will take a step back going into this next season. Um, he, yeah. Magical, magical season. Step back
1: is the best way to put it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Return to a more normal production. So Devontae Adams, I will still have as my number Mm -hmm. one wide receiver. Um, You know, even with the touchdowns scaling back, he missed a couple games too. At the first chunk of the season, people were upset Mm -hmm. if they had Devontae Adams because he was hurt and not producing. So Mm -hmm. he really did turn on the Jets in the second two-thirds of the season. Um, but Devonte Adams is just a beast. He does it with route running. He's fast enough to get it done, uh, and he just has that connection with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is what makes him what he is. Athletically, he's not the best yeah. route running. He's not the best. But this offense with Aaron Rodgers, oh, I would that's best, what makes actually. him special.
1: Yeah, I I would actually say Devonte Adams is the best. Uh, Devonte Adams is the best route runner in football. That's that's just my opinion. I would oh. say he's the best route runner, but. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's a beast. He's, I mean, sure. he's up there. There's a lot of great ones. But yeah, Aaron Rodgers is definitely a, a big help. There's a good, there's a trend going on in the top three where I would say they're a tier above the rest. Uh, In Adams, Hill, and Diggs, I would say they're a, they're a step up from four and below. And yeah. you notice all, all three of those players, they have an elite quarterback. That's, yeah. I think, what makes the difference between a Kelvin Ridley and a Stephon Diggs. Talent-wise, I would say they're both very similar. But the quarterback plays a huge part, a huge part on this list. So um, one more really fun, fun thing to talk about uh, before we move on to the to the questions down here is uh, last season, the top receiver in, in touchdowns was Kenny Galladay with 11. That was the most touchdowns wow. out of a receiver last season, this season there was AJ Brown with 11, Mike Evans, Adam Thielen, Tyreek Hill and DeVonta Adams all surpassing that. So with 13, 14, 15 and 18, 7 more than the league leader last season. So
0: all right, and Andrew, I think we can finish out this episode with some uh we'll go into some fun questions to test where our heads are at for this position next season. Uh Andrew, in your opinion of the top 10 wide receivers, who was the biggest surprise?
1: Well, the obvious one's Justin Jefferson. Uh, I'm trying to find, uh, I would say, uh, I'll go with Justin Jefferson because there's two obvious ones in there. Uh, So I'll I'll take Jefferson. Like I said when I was discussing him, I thought that it was going to be another Laquan Treadwell or Cordero Patterson. I thought he was going to do one touchdown the entire season and about 200 yards. Uh, Just that that's the way that most Vikings receivers go. I did not expect Jefferson to finish as the number one receiver for the Minnesota Vikings. I also definitely did not expect him to be top five finishing uh, above DK Metcalf and Deandre Hopkins. So Jefferson with 1400 yards, seven TDs. That's my biggest surprise.
0: Yeah, I like it. And you know, it's not fun, but I'm going to agree with you. Uh, Mm. You know, there's no argument here Uh, as a rookie to do. This is absolutely incredible. So Hats off to Justin Jefferson. Uh, That was very easy. The next question I have for you is who will not be on this top 10 list that was on it in 2020?
1: This is a good question. This is, there's a couple of, of, of players here. Uh the obvious one is Adam Thielen, like we discussed earlier with yeah. the the touchdown regression. But I'm gonna go a little different. I'm gonna go with something more bold, a player in the top five. I'm gonna go Calvin Ridley. It oh. may be sounding like I'm hating on him this entire episode. He is a great receiver. He has great opportunity uh to to finish in the top ten. Uh however, this Atlanta Falcons offense scares the crap out of me. I I don't like the run game, which means they got to focus through the air, and what Calvin Ridley had going for him this season is people still thought Julio Jones was the number one wide receiver. Everyone was focused on Julio, which is why Calvin Ridley performed the way that he performed. With the the rumor that the Falcons are going to pick a quarterback like Zach Wilson in the draft, Uh, the the quarterback position is up for the for the debate. That always makes me nervous about wide receivers. So when when there's a, a new head coach with a potentially new quarterback, I'm very hesitant to put Calvin Ridley in a top 10.
0: That's a great pick, and honestly, you're making this a little boring for me. Uh, those are great things that I support, and he is my pick as well. So Andrew... Hats off for your astute analysis. We think a lot. Here's one that I think we're going to be a little different on, and I'll let you go first. Okay. What player, not on this list, do you
1: expect to be here next year? All right. Uh, I'm almost contradicting what I just said about the quarterback situation. However, I'm going to go with a wide receiver who had who put up 1,100 yards. 87 receptions but just could not get the touchdowns and that player is Terry McLaurin Uh, Terry McLaurin targeted 134 times he is that stud player he is very speedy Uh, however the quarterback thing the quarterback situation is the only thing that scares me there's rumors that he's gonna uh, that the Washington football team is gonna draft Mac Jones uh, and that could be either very good or very bad for Washington there's a lot of safer picks out there uh that I could have gone with. Um but, you know, for example, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, um, you know, Amari Cooper, but Keenan Allen's another good one. However, I'm gonna go with uh I'm gonna go with a little bit of a risk, maybe just cause I want it to happen. I am gonna go Terry McLaurin. So I had two. Uh so I'll
0: give you two. I'm gonna say two people that'll make this list. You're gonna hate one of them. All right. And you're going to love the other. You yep. may maybe, maybe not hate one of them. Okay. I hate that I'm saying it. Uh, so the first one, which you know, I think you're going to be fine with, uh, I think Keenan Allen. I think he comes back and makes an appearance yeah. on this top 10 list. Uh, he showed a real connection mm-hmm. with Herbert. And after a full off offseason, uh, and uh, new coaching staff, I think will realize, okay, let's do what we do well. Uh, let's let Herbert do his thing. And I think he will focus on Keenan Allen. Uh, Something that I think set Herbert apart this past year was his ability to spread the love and really just pass to who is open. Um, That was a huge reason why he was as successful as he was. Um, With another offseason and a year, the new coaching staff will build it around Herbert. He is their franchise. He is the future of this team. So as he gets Mm -hmm. more confident, as he has a, a bigger influence on the game plan, I think he's going to realize all right, Keenan Allen's my best tool. Let's utilize him. Uh, similar to a Devonte Adams-Aaron Rodgers connection. So I think, I think Keenan Allen gets it done in yards, interceptions, of course. That's what he always does. But I think his touchdowns take a really positive upswing. Um, you know, he's healthy. He got past his injury-prone label that was placed on him earlier in his career. Um, but, no, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I think Keenan Allen will will take that step. Uh, the second one, which I hate, but, Andrew, you're going to love, I'm going to say Amari Cooper. Um, I think the fantasy football is. community has yep. written him off. Uh, and as much as I hate him, similar to, I think he replaces Tyler Lockett on this list, honestly, and for the exact same reason Ooh. Tyler Lockett is on here. He's going to have four Ooh. or five huge, Huge games with a healthy Dak Prescott. The Cowboys have a terrible offense, or sorry, a terrible defense and a wonderful offense. So I, I do think Amari Cooper is going to have those huge, huge games, and I think he's going to be next year's Tyler Lockett. So if you can, I think you can get him cheap this upcoming season. I, I think it. he left a bad taste in people's mouths. So Cooper, yeah. he's my he's my other pick. Mm. So those are two people
1: I think will finish in the top ten. That is very good. That's the uh, the first thing I thought of is how cheap can you get them? Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah and I think, yeah. I think pretty darn I cheap. I love it. Uh, well, Andrew, that wraps up our top mm. 10 wide receiver recap for the 2020 season. Uh, everyone, thank you so much for listening. Um, if we can ask a small favor, if you can, please leave a review or a rating on whatever platform it is you choose to listen to us on. It makes a huge difference. Helps us spread the barely athletic lifestyle to more people. Once again, thank you so much. Stay safe and we will catch you here next time.